serious people who have been clinically dead and came back. How was the other side like? When I was much younger 12 years old I died from a full cardiac arrest. This was at a high school football American game. I can only remember flashes of memories from a few hours before until two weeks after the incident. Riding in the back of our truck to the game. Sitting in the stands with my mom. And how annoying the opposing team's chant was. Eagles. Thump thump skyline. Thump thump. Congrats skyline in Salt Lake City. Your chant was able to pierce the veil of death. I remember a lot of black which quickly enclosed like a shell into a tunnel. The tunnel itself was made of metal and looked exactly like the tunnel from Bespin where Luke ends up. I don't think my mind could comprehend what it was seeing. So it filled in the gaps as best it could. The feeling was awesome though. Unless you have seen it, there really are no words to describe it. I think this is because I cannot convey the emotions and feelings to you. They are very intense. I was dead with no heartbeat for a little over 4 minutes. This caused massive problems later with memory loss and other brain damage. My mother said I was literally crazy for about 2 weeks after this. I was constantly talking to the monk in the corner. That my cat was being tortured in the next room. That my mother had 3 eyes. I was alone. On the bright side, I had a full page article in both schools yearbooks that year. So I got that going for me which is nice. I was 12 and very sick. I had a very high fever and remember going in the hospital and people visiting me and watching a lot of TV back when MTV and VH1 played music videos. Other than that I remember nothing. Years later my mom apparently told me the rest of the story that my heart stopped and had to be defibrillated two times. No memories of it. The really weird part for me was that I don't have any memory of her telling me about the story. My wife told about the story my mother told me and it finally sunk in. It's strange how the brain can block things out. Edit it sounds like defibrillated isn't the correct medical method. I'll just say here I was revived or resuscitated. I am leaving it up top as that's how my mind filled in the gaps when I was later told about being told the story. I died twice in an ambulance while being transported from a motorcycle accident. The last thing I remember was my face hitting the hood of a car at 60 miles per hour no helmet and then waking up in the emergency room at the hospital. I say twice in an ambulance but it's my understanding that I was actually dead when the ambulance arrived and then I died on the way to the hospital. The time between the accident and the hospital is nothing. I mean absolutely nothing. My uncle was a heavy drug user and overdosed on many occasions. He had to be revived on only one occasion. And on this moment, he quit his drug use cold turkey. He was gone for a full two minutes. All brain activities shut down, along with the rest of his body. He told me that the only thing he could remember was sitting at a picnic table at this park that was behind the house where he was raised. The only good place in his memory. He was sitting there with someone that he knew he loved, but that he didn't know who it was. He said he just spoke to them but has no idea what was said, only that the person said I'll see you later, remember me. Then after this, he was revived. Now that I think about it, he was a little crazy and still is, but I wouldn't think he would lie about this. And I mean, he was dead, so who knows. Edit thank you all for the supportive replies and messages. My story is extreme but unfortunately not uncommon today. Addiction is a disease that does not discriminate it affects people young and old, poor and rich, from all walks of life, all over the world. It is currently an epidemic. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcohol and or other drugs, please reach out and ask for help. Recovery is possible but not in isolation. I have personally had success with therapy, residential rehab, intensive outpatient, support groups, and AA. If you are overwhelmed and need help with a starting point please message me. Also thank you for my first ever gold from you beep bloop bloop.
I stopped breathing in my mother's minivan. She swerved into the fire station of my little hometown we were thankfully right next to. I still can't believe the luck of that. If we had been on the highway I would probably be dead. She's trained in CPR and pulled me out of the car, she says frantically pumping my chest and yelling like a maniac until the firefighters took over. She brought them cookies every week for a year after that. Anyway, on my side there was nothing. I remember being in the car. I was only dead a minute or so at most, but all of that and the coma that follows was a heavy sense of crushing nothingness. I remember coming out of the coma vaguely. I knew my sister was there at one point. She never, ever visits us and I hadn't seen her in years. I remember hearing her voice but I was all connected to tubes. I knew it was life or death serious if she showed up. There was a respirator and a feeding tube and a catheter and several IVs. Also all four limbs were strapped down. I guess when people wake up from comas it's a natural reaction to yank out their tubes which can complicate shit, so they restrain you. I was mostly out of it but in that day I was waking up I remember feeling immense shame and fear. This was all my fault because I am an alcoholic and I had been going this way for a while. It was just supposed to be a quiet relapse that no one would know about. Well now everyone knew. Anyway, the minute or so I was dead I do not remember. I didn't have any spiritual experience. Unfortunately, I had always been curious about this. I didn't overdose on purpose but I had fantasized about finding out what was on the other side without fully committing to it. The reality of that was of course terrifying. Being strapped down and six doctors or nurses telling you not to breathe while they pull out the giant bulky machine that's been pumping your lungs for you for days. It was instinct I took a breath. I aspirated on my own vomit and got a lung infection. I couldn't speak or yell and I heard them closing the curtains and telling my mom to leave the room. I heard them mention sepsis. I know that's very, very bad. I heard them mention my fever spiking. I could not accept the fact that I might die soon and I could not say anything to my family who were right behind that curtain. They pumped me full of propofol, Michael Jackson's fatal drug and put me back on the respirator. Later I woke up for good. Only mom was there. I wanted to tell her how sorry I was. How upset I was that this all happened. That I caused so much chaos again. I had broken her and I knew I could not repair her at all. But I was on oxygen and my lungs weren't strong enough to say anything but small squeaks here and there. She was so relieved, but as soon as she knew I'd be okay she was livid. I deserve that, but I knew things would never be the same. My family hardly speaks to me anymore, but I am 16 months sober. So there's that. Overall dying. Reviving. Coma. Sepsis 010 do not recommend. In rehab they told me God saved me. Hey maybe but I didn't see any god. My mom saved my life by swerving into that fire station and doing CPR on her drunk ass loser daughter. I don't think many people would be able to do that. I don't know that I would be strong enough to do that. I did not have a spiritual experience, but I did realize there are some extraordinary people looking after me. I was 22 at the time, and I had only started drinking at 19. For perspective, I have four alcoholic grandparents and an alcoholic dad. I believe that genetics my already shaky, mental health upbringing my own selfish behaviors led to such a rapid descent. I know this will get buried but whatever. I attempted suicide a few months ago. I was hanging myself in my garage. I get the rope ready, put on some music, stand on some cinder blocks, secure the rope around my neck. Then I send a few texts and kick down the cinder block tower. Bop. I am dangling above the concrete floor. My first thought was what the duck am I doing? It then progressed into how do I get down? How do I get down? Faster and faster. Until I forgot how I got up. There. I kept reaching for the ground. But. I couldn't understand why it was so far away. 
my thoughts became more sparse, my vision began stuttering, darker and darker, until the deepest blackness imaginable, then it was just peace, I felt calmer than I ever had before, I felt happy, like it was purely a blissful experience, after that came the light, it wasn't a solid white light it was like headlights in heavy fog, driving fast right at me, I felt my stress and anxiety rushing back, happiness drained from my body, I was awake but, it was like a dream, I slowly regained proper consciousness over the next few days and I had the, shakes extremely bad for the next week, my rope had snapped and because of that I am alive, edit thank you everyone for your well wishes, I am trying to reply to everyone, but that might take me a little while, writing this out put me in a similar mindset to when it happened, edit 2.0 I have received professional help in the past, but, Every single time I try and get help, they try and stuff me full of pills, I am not ever going to rely on medication to fix me, I would rather feel the way I do sometimes, than be a zombie, I have tried the medication that they had prescribed for, me, but, it made me not me, if that makes sense. I've never told this story so here it goes, I died for a very short period due to a drug overdose, before passing out all I remember is lying on my bathroom floor sweating profusely, that's when my roommate found me and called an ambulance, I had stopped breathing a few minutes before they arrived then shortly after my heart stopped, thankfully they were able to revive me, I don't remember anything about the dying part or the hospital stay, it's what happened when I got home that I remember well because it freaked me the hell out, you see a few weeks prior I had burned a quarter size hole in my couch armrest with my cigarette while playing video, games, but now the hole was gone like it never happened, the night I originally burned it I had a few friends over and we did our best to make the burn hole as least noticeable as possible, but there's only so much you can do, I lived with the hole for weeks, picking it every time I sat in that spot, anyways, when I first noticed it was gone I thought I was having a psychiatric breakdown, did someone come in and switch out my couch, I couldn't wrap my head around it, I know it's such a small inconsequential thing but it's such a strange feeling to be so sure of something happening and yet there are no proof it ever existed. So I asked all my friends if they remembered and of course no one did. So I, moved on, though always thinking about how strange that was. About two or so weeks later I was sitting in the same spot playing video games while smoking a cigarette and wouldn't you know it, I burned a hole in the exact same spot as I'd remembered from before. Needless to say I was more than little freaked out by this. Unfortunately for me this one has yet to disappear. I posted this a long while back, so you may have read it before. What I remember is a vast nothingness it's hard to describe, as we're always surrounded by something wherever we go. Suddenly in this vest nothing was a blinding pinprick of light that got larger. Either I was moving towards it, or it was moving towards me. As it got closer, what appeared to be a single light resolved into first one, then several, then millions upon millions of stars of all shapes, sizes, and colors, along with tons of nebulae. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. As I approached the center, it seemed like I was joining a universal consciousness of being made up of the thoughts, emotions, and experience of everyone and everything that had ever lived. I am sure it was all just a hallucination brought on by the trauma I had suffered the few days combined with my heart breathing stopping, but there's a part of me that hopes that what I saw is what really happens when we die. I was in a coma for a few days and died for 3 minutes the coma itself was completely empty no sense of time no blackness nothing. 
Every so often I would come to a little bit and saw brief hazy flashes of scenes of a visitor they lived out of state at the time so I was confused happy to see them but couldn't physically talk to them worst feeling ever. Then from the next thing I remember was the famous light. Ooh spooky but not one light. Two lights. They were circling around each other while getting bigger and bigger they seemed almost as if they were trying to save me. Then I woke up in various different hospital rooms ultimately being told hey you died for a bit and we are changing your catheter now not. Verbatim weird experience that I forget even happened most of the time. Relearn to walk in a day or two. I still can feel the very distinct vibe if I think about it long enough. Almost like a happy nostalgia. TLDR I no longer fear death but am extremely grateful for life. I wasn't on life support or a monitor, so I can't verify the clinically dead part, but, I've been dead. There was a doctor with me who says I was dead. I've posted before discussing this, so it may be overlap for some. It's just nothing. There is no light and no darkness, no warmth and no cold. You read about it sometimes and people say it was an embrace or a chilling feeling. I had neither. I was unconscious for 20 minutes before I stopped breathing and was unconscious for the 20 minutes after I started breathing. The blackout was the same as the death. The only moment was when I started to come back. Everything was dull. When I started to open my eyes, it took 4 or 5 minutes to be able to focus. I couldn't comprehend anything said to me for almost 10 minutes. Anything I touched was wearing dive gloves and a wetsuit felt alien. Like I was touching it for the first time. It was like my brain needed a hard reboot and to remember how to do various things. When I was 23, I suffered from pneumonia and blood poisoning I got hospitalized and hooked up to the machines, but since I decided to be a moron earlier it was nearly too late for nearly a week. Confucius Bondi was convinced he just had a case of the flu and didn't need no medicine beyond aspirin, marrow broth, vodka and a woolen blanket. So when he showed up at the doctor, the nice man with a white coat had him rushed to the emergency ward immediately. There I shot up to 44 degrees Celsius of fever. While my body was basically boiling my brain away, I drifted in and out of sleep before slipping away completely. When I came to again. I found myself in a large room hewn from white marble no doors or windows, only a nice fountain purling soothingly in the center. Loitering around this white room were maybe two dozen people, a few of which I recognized as dead relatives of mine all of them relatives having died from suicide, through violence or while young lots of suicide in my family the others I could identify as related to me through facial features. Each was on his own. Standing alone they all looked exhausted and disappointed, like people having waited way too long for a train, starting to question whether the train was ever supposed to arrive at all in the first place. I talked to some of them hell if I remember anything of those conversations. After a while, my mother came up to me drowned herself when I was 14 after spending the years before lodging knives and glass shards in my flesh she looked at me surprised, put her hand on my shoulder and addressed me with a smile we didn't expect you yet. But that's okay. You can stay with us if you'd like to do so already. Our native languages was German. For those interested, the words I remember in their original were Wir haben dich nicht jetzt schon erwartet. Aber das macht nichts. Du kannst dich jetzt schon bei uns bleiben wenn du emchtest. At that point I freaked out my mother literally tried to kill me on several occasions when I was a kid. So an invitation from her did not sound trustworthy. All I remember from there on is panic. Animal panic and naked fear and white light until I jerked back into something akin to consciousness in a hospital bed. Really waking up took a lot of time. However I was as weak as a newborn kitten, 
took me six months to get back to full strength. After a while, I realized that my visit in the white room took two weeks. Makes you scared, knowing you were out for two entire weeks. According to the head of station chief doctor, don't know how you called him in the states. They were not expecting me to wake up anymore apparently. I've went into respiratory arrest and organ failure sorry. Don't recall all those Latin expressions three times while I was out. The third time, cardiac arrest joined the party at that point. They were expecting me to finally fade out and die. No energy left to fight on with. But apparently I soldiered onward. Not going back to the white room for as long as possible. No sir. So, that's my story. I don't know if my visit to the white room really was my first visit of my internal home to be or, just the neural fallout produced by a brain being superheated by a body running a temperature of 44 degrees Celsius. All I know for certain is that just thinking back to the white room sends shivers through my bones. My mother came back from dying as they were signing her death certificate complications with the anesthesia during a c-section. On many occasions she has described the struggle she had as she laid there, able to feel everything but unable to move as they cut her open and took me out. During this she remembers losing the ability to breath and panicking for a few moments before a realization that breathing wasn't really that important. She remembers looking down at her body, and even told the doctors everything they were saying and doing to her as they tried to revive her. In her experience coming back was a conscious choice. She felt like she could either leave, or choose to stay and that it would be okay either way. Surrounded by love, is something she says a lot. Obviously she decided that she had some rather pressing responsibilities to resume and came back. But she has always described the whole event to me to be a very warm loving reassuring thing. I made a suicide attempt about 6 years ago. I was clinically dead for about only a minute, but the place I went to, time means nothing there. When I came back, it felt like I'd been there 2 hours. I can only describe it as existing only as your consciousness, but in an altered consciousness. I didn't feel anger, sadness, anxiety. I remembered the feeling of these emotions, but I could no longer feel them. I also could not feel happiness per se, but more like just peace. I still knew who I was or who I had been. But I could not feel the full gamut of human emotions I felt when I was in my body. I did not feel extreme negative emotions. Or extremely positive ones like intense joy, happiness, excitement. I just felt very calm. And matter of fact, the only other thing I could feel was love. I could feel love for the people I was close to. And I really wanted to be near them. It was also, things don't look the same when you're dead. Because you're no longer in your body, looking with your brain, your eyes, your consciousness that is generated by your living brain. The things I saw were real, but just altered. I remember looking at my body. I remember looking around the room. I could see colors on a spectrum that I couldn't when I was alive. I could see energy and UV light. I could see the electricity running the lights through the walls. Also, I could see everything around me, including my own body that I just left. As if I was in the fourth dimension, I could see inside of things. And I could see outside through the walls, and into the ground through the floor, and into the sky through the ceiling. I could see inside my body, and other people's bodies. I know it sounds insane. I could also not necessarily hear. But I could know people's thoughts, like telepathically. It was like I was connected to every person I could see from where I was. I also knew that I could go further, if I wanted to. I just knew instinctively that if I wanted to cross over, and stay dead, that I could go into what I can describe as the, fifth dimension where you go if you want to stay dead, and don't want to get back into your body. I could see it, and feel it, and I knew I had a choice to go there, or get back in my body. Obviously, I chose to get back into my body, as I am here now. Also, and this is hard to explain, but when you're dead, nothing's a secret to you. Like I said, you can hear and feel people's thoughts and feelings, 
likelier them. When I came back, and was able to talk to people, I was able to confirm the things I'd found out. Things that people I knew or was close to, were thinking or had done in the past that they thought nobody knew about. Things I couldn't or shouldn't have known. Also, as I mentioned before, time is an illusion. I also was able to see things that were going to happen in the future. And I can tell you that the things I knew would happen a few years down the road if I chose to stay alive, did happen. Time is not linear. Not really. It just seems like it is when you're alive and in a body. That's how you perceive it when you're alive. But when you're dead, time is not linear, and you know things that have happened in the past that you didn't know about when you were alive. And you know what will happen in the future, you can see it as if it's all happening at once. It's hard to explain. All in all, it was bizarre. And I now know that there is a consciousness after death, a very altered one, where you're still you as an individual mass of energy but you're also very connected to everyone and everything. So it's like being part of a collective consciousness of everyone both dead and alive. It's a place of light, energy, and no boundaries. And there's an even more complex place you can go to if you choose to stay. If you choose to stay, your brain will die and it's permanent. I remember being very aware that while I was in this holding place of the fourth dimension, that I was still somewhat connected to my body via my brain activity. I was aware that my heart had stopped but that my brain was still alive, and that it was like a tether of energy or like electricity. I knew that if I went further, my brain would cease to hold me near my body, and I'd leave the room completely. I was out of my body, but still connected to it, but that I could choose to sever that, and then I wouldn't be able to come back. I got hit by a car when I was three. I stayed conscious long enough to accept a teddy bear from the man who saved me. All I know is his name was Matt, and that's what I call the daddy to this day I only have two of my childhood stuffed animals and I still sleep with Matt. That sounds bad, ha ha. My husband thinks it's cute so a duck it. My heart stopped for just shy of two minutes. I had lost a ton of blood and was dealing with insane amounts of trauma as far as nerve endings go. I had a really weird out of body experience. There was a Taco Bell on the corner of the strip mall we were at. The guy dropped the order when the police cruiser arrived after I was already in the back of the fire truck and he ran his siren once to make sure people cleared away from him and the worker dropped the meal. It was like I was looking down. My mom was sobbing and my dad was literally holding her arms to keep her from coming to me while they all were swarming me. There was this equipment and yelling. I saw. It threw a toddler's eye so I guess that's how I remember it. I got this feeling like it's time to go so I watched my mom as I left I got sucked into a vacuum it felt like. I ended up in this space that was empty. It wasn't black it was just simply void. And all I felt was like when you need a hug the most. When you are at your very worst. When a single kind touch will make your emotions burst. That times a million. I felt hugged close to. I honestly can't describe it. It felt like a welcome home message. Then it all blacked out. I woke up in an ICU and was ducking terrified of the beeping and tubes and screamed until my dad came and comforted me. So yeah, I tend to think there's something on the other side, but maybe it was my brain, etc. I get it's just a rough subject. I was clinically dead for only one minute and I think because of the limited time I was able to retain some memory of it rather than cause brain damage luckily. It was during a dark period in my life where I chose substances over everything in my life. The morning after a binder actually was when it occurred. I went to get out of the bed and my heart immediately began beating too quickly I have a weakened heart to start so I am supposed to be careful. Then everything went black. I was engulfed in darkness. But it was all peaceful. Everything around me felt soft and at ease. My mind was dark but also light at the same time. Sorry I know that. Hard to comprehend. But visualize a dark room where you feel truly happy and at peace. Almost as if you were meditating. 
very at peace and just relaxed. I was jolted back into reality very quickly and abruptly and I did see a light as I came back. No one brought me back I just came back. My boyfriend at the time had his arms wrapped around me and was a wreck. He told me I stood up and passed right back out onto the bed with no pulse for a little under 60 seconds. He was about to call 911 when I woke up and asked him why are interrupting my dreams. The look on his face when he told me I wasn't dreaming I was dead is something I will never forget. The feeling of utter peace and contentment still messes with me from time to time. I want it again. I wonder why I came back frequently. It's something I'll never answer to. Held in an indescribable blue-white light, a pure energy, and it was akin coming home after a long absence. No fear, every sense heightened, enveloped in unconditional love and exquisite joy. No sensation of a physical body. It's like my essence was distilled to its original, perfect concept. Higher knowledge, deeper understanding. Years later, I sought to return to that light after waking to a rapist that had drugged my food. That time, no light, no peace, no welcoming. Instead, I was plunged into a smothering void. Sensory deprivation accompanied by excruciating loneliness and fear. This time, my body came through the veil. My entire being cried out for light. What? Answered was a voice I felt, not heard. It told me choosing to end my life separated me from the light. That I was being returned to finish my life as it was meant to be. And to remember two words fear not. It was the first step toward a more spiritual not religious perspective. It's simply acknowledging all living things possess energy. And resonance is the path I am walking. When I was 5 I was in a house fire. I had stopped breathing and went into cardiac arrest but was resuscitated by a paramedic. 16% if my body suffered third degree burns. Now they use a different term but I forget what it is. I was in a coma for about 5 weeks before I woke up. I distinctly remember my zone of vision zooming out from earth up into the clouds and eventually out of our atmosphere and into space and continuing to expand outward at an exponential rate. I remember flying through galaxies but I didn't know what they were at the time. I described it to my parents as going to heaven. I don't know how I would dream that at such a young age. Thinking back on it now, I think my conscience flew out to all the outward expanding energy of the universe. I felt like I become one with the entire universe in almost an instant. I can't really explain it. I think there is something after death so great and complex and perfect. I couldn't really comprehend it. I just know it was one of the best feelings I can ever remember. Even 21 years later. I am not sure whether I was clinically dead. I can only speculate, but I suspect I was. So, I was struck by lightning as a child. A direct hit. I lost about 3-5 minutes in total, during which I was likely dead. Fun fact your brain and heart can react to lightning strikes by hard rebooting multiple times, in a process that looks like but is functionally different from arrhythmia brain death. The things I saw heard made me believe the world I had entered was liquid, thick liquid, flowing but just barely, and with audible eddies and flows in the background. Shapes were, distorted but recognizable. I found myself a bit stunned by how quickly I adapted to the logic of the place, and not only accepted but even predicted how things would occur in the liquid world. A decade later, I read an H.P. Lovecraft story called The Crawling Chaos, and the way he describes his opium fever dream was very similar in style, if not substance, to how my mind reacted to death. I have to assume that all of this was backfilled, as I obviously wasn't producing new memories or sensations when I was out. My grandma almost died from pneumonia in the hospital. The doctors had my mom and her other children come into the room and say their goodbyes. She told my aunt about it shortly afterward. My grandma said while she was out, she was walking towards some music and felt extremely calm. 
She said it was the most beautiful music she ever heard. Suddenly a man she didn't recognize came up to her and told her she had to turn back because it wasn't her time yet. She was very sad to have to leave and told my aunt she would never again be afraid to die. A couple years after my grandma did pass away, I was going through really bad anxiety and couldn't stop thinking about death. I had a dream that my grandma was sitting next to me telling my that I have nothing to be afraid of. I had never heard of my grandma's near-death experience until after the dream. Does nobody believe in something bigger? I was 10 years old and my aunt was 38 and dying of cancer. It was her last days and we went to see her. I was peeking in from outside her bedroom door. My father was with her. My father was a man who never cried or showed any kind of iris emotions that may have made him look like he was not manly. I know crazy anyway. He was her younger brother and he sat at her side trying to be strong they were talking for quite a while memories of things. Him doing most of the talking. Then I heard her say oh my. And she had tears streaming down her face she said don't worry about me Arthur. It's so beautiful. I could never had imagined it would be like this. My father head hanging low began sobbing and it's something I will never forget. She drifted away within a few minutes. I know most people will say this is euphoria-like thing caused by the brain. For me, it will always be something more. I don't remember, though I do know it made a pretty big impact. I was three at the time. Some context I had a tumor the size of a mango 6 times 10 multiplied 12 in between my lungs and heart. Not good you can imagine, especially for a three-year-old. I was laying on our couch when my dad unpulled my legs in a playful way when the tumor moved. It moved onto my lungs and I didn't get any air. I had no air for about two three minutes and I was already turning purple and peeing my pants when I could finally breath again my dad was performing CPR. My reaction, according to my mom she never heard me scream and cry that loud. I then started walking around the room with my eyes widespread and my parents said it was quite disturbing. I then fainted. I don't remember anything but I think a little more than nothing happened knowing my reaction. English is not my first language so I am sorry for any mistakes. When I was 8 or so years old, me, my parents and my older cousin took a vacation to some resort in Spain. Me and my cousin really didn't get along and we used to fight like siblings. This day was no different. We sat at the pool most of the day. I was having a great time until he had to pester me. Of course, we had a huge argument and I tried to push him into the pool. In turn he grabbed me and I fell in with him. I couldn't swim and it was around 6 p.m. so most people were in the restaurant eating dinner. No one knew where we were. I turned. I kicked. I tried to yell. Nothing. I opened my eyes to see him swimming up, leaving me. I began to feel numb and then poof, black. I can't really say how long I was out for. Hell, my family never even seen any of this happen. They hardly believed me. I woke up on the ground with a man giving me CPR. I choked up all the water in my lungs and the man started crying. Are you okay little man? Talk to me. Your heartbeat was gone. I got up and ran to my parents and enjoyed my vacation like nothing even happened. God I wish I could contact that guy and thank him. He saved my life. From what I remember it was somewhat peaceful. It all happened so fast I didn't really have anything to panic about. He's died from kidney failure and bad infections in his arm and knee. The line was so long he couldn't see the end of it but there was a light that was so strong he could see it from miles away. I put miles in quotations because he didn't know how far this line went he just knew wherever it was going. It was somewhere beyond our comprehension, our understanding of the known universe. It was light, it was darkness, it was time, and space itself. It was existence itself, it was everything, and nothing at the same time. When he gazed upon the light he said he didn't feel fear of it. He felt warmth, something he didn't understand because he knew he was dead but this light in his words was where life begun, and where all life ended.
It was home. Then he dropped the cheesiest pickup line I've ever heard when they brought him back. My mother is standing over him crying thinking she just lost her husband and his heart monitor got a pulse and he woke up 5 minutes later and asked if he was I am heaven. The doctor goes no you're in something something hopstil he's been to many hospitals so it's hard to keep track he goes really. He then proceeds to look over at my mom and go then why am I with one of his angels. When I was in 8th grade, my dad was really into motocross racing. One day while racing, his brakes stopped working and he overshot a down ramp and went head first into the next jump ramp. The accident completely shattered his helmet and his skull. Lots of internal bleeding, massive swelling and fluid build up. He technically died at the scene but paramedics were able to revive him. He was dead for 10 minutes and was comatose for another 6 months. The hospital gave us a 10% chance of survival and, even if he did survive, the likelihood he would walk and talk again, was far less. For some reason, my dad used to party with a group of people, one of which now happens to be Australia's leading brain surgeon. The surgeon offered a risky procedure. I was far too young to understand the details, and of course my family agreed. When dad finally came out of the coma, he was a mess. Imagine a two-year-old in an adult's body. He used to also hallucinate and tell us really scary things that were apparently happening when we weren't around. Things like nurses letting him sit in his own filth and laughing at him to doctors beating him and telling him he'd never come home. Of course this was the brain damage affecting his cognition and he has since said that none of these things actually happened. There was one thing though that he held on to and swears with absolute certainty happened. And that is what happened when he died. Dad's account of the time of his death was walking on a beach where he grew up with his grandmother. He recounts that while walking, she gave him a warning that the life he was leading would lead him somewhere dark. And that he wouldn't have a second chance if he didn't change now. Since his recovery, Dad is now a devout Christian and has completely changed who he was. He has gone from being very self-focused to very outwardly focused. The amount of time he has spent with us kids, and now his grandchild, and the amount of help and support he offers us is insane when I consider who he used to be. The realist in me should associate this experience with all of the other hallucinations he had during this period. But the way it's changed his life and the absolute certainty and accuracy he recounts this event makes me want to believe. Who knows though, maybe I am just naive. I am sure this is going to get lost but I answered this question a few years ago. Here is my account. I thankfully have a pacemaker now but for about a year of my life I went into full-blown cardiac arrest once a month. Depending on how fast they were to respond they would use chemicals or paddles to revive me. Each of those feels different coming back but the leaving always felt the same. The first thing that happens is my vision starts to go. Peripherals first narrowing into tunnel vision, then greening out before going black. At this point I can still hear. And if I am standing up I start to go down. It feels like my body is swaying back and forth, like I am rolling in the waves of the ocean. But I have been told I am not actually moving during this time. My brain is still functioning and I can think things like oh shit not again or try to get a grip. Then I can hear my heartbeat in my ears louder and louder until it starts to slow down. Then I listen to it slow down until I lose my hearing completely. If people are around me at this point I stop hearing them too. Then the blackness ensues and it feels like there is an elephant sitting on my chest. Like the whole universe is being sucked into my chest creating this crazy amount of pressure and pain. But not real pain. I don't want to scream out. I just want to give into it. To make it go away any way I can. I am being crushed to death and I know it but there isn't anything I can do about it. Then there is always an instant when everything stops. My thinking. The pressure, the pain, life. The next second is when they bring me back. If it's with drugs it's always much more gentle. I start to hear my heart beat again, pounding in my ears and my chest. 
My hearing comes back but it's like I am underwater. I get the absolute worst headache you can ever imagine and my whole body gets tingly. Like when you have been out in the cold and then run your hands under hot water. You feel like it's burning hot, yet somehow it doesn't hurt. If they have to use the paddles it's a completely different story. It's more instantaneous. That elephant that was on my chest leaps off and at the same time it's like the universe that was sucked into my chest explodes out, tearing me open. My ears are assaulted with every noise around me at the same time and it's confusing. My entire body hurts like I ran a marathon and didn't drink any water. Sore, tight, burning all at the same time. But at the same time that is the moment when I feel most alive as well. It is the best and worst feeling in the world. Whenever I come back I am never fearful or worried. I don't remember being gone. Just silence and darkness. But I seem more at peace with everything more in tune with the world, and I know weird things about people that I shouldn't. I even had a nurse remove herself from my case because of this once. It's nothingness, to try to imagine this. Sit and think about the edge of your vision, on the right and left sides of your periphery. Now try to think about what you see just past the edge of your vision. That's nothingness. This is just the conscious version of that. I also experience the breakdown of my subjective reality, which is a far scarier thing to both experience and remember. Let me tell you right now, most of your life is just made up bullshit that you believe in order to maintain whatever story you've created. When your brain starts to break down and retreats to save itself, the first thing it does is sacrifice the bullshit story you've made up to make your life feel okay or happy or livable. My aunt was born dead. The doctor and all the nurses checked her and tried to rescuitate her, but she was dead. A few hours later, someone found her crying in the morgue. Go figure. It turns out. Being dead on arrival and living to tell the tale, doesn't come cheap, she's totally deaf, she couldn't hear a shotgun if she fired it, growing up deaf was difficult, but it was all she knew, she went to special schools, learned ASL and how to read lips, she even went to school to be a nurse, but it didn't work out because hearing is kind of required and she couldn't read lips through the face masks they have to wear, she's 50 something now, she's overweight from some congenital disease that makes it near impossible to burn fat. But otherwise, she's pretty happy with life. She likes anime because it's always subtitled. I finally get to answer one of these. When I was almost five, I had a very bad cough and everyone else in the house was sick too. I didn't want to be a bother. I remember finding the stuff my parents gave me and figured since a little helped my cough, a lot should be even better. I am not sure how long later, but my parents found me laying in a pool of cough syrup barely breathing. My heart apparently stopped in the ambulance on the way to the hospital for around half a minute or so and they managed to bring me back. I vaguely remember something like bright lights and intermittent darkness, but that's it. The thing I remember most was the horrible stuff they gave me afterwards to make me throw up what was left of the syrup in my stomach still. They said it was chocolate milk. It wasn't. Overdosed when I was 13 years old. Won't go into details but I was in a very rough batch and did a lot of stupid things that I regret. My brain was oxygen deprived. I stopped breathing and collapsed. While I was standing everything turned to darkness, pitch black. I was no longer in the bathroom anymore. I remember being disorientated. The floor felt like dense jelly. I couldn't balance myself and collapsed. I hit my head on the edge of the bath and I remember not feeling any pain. Only the weightless feeling of falling down an endless rabbit hole. I heard my father's voice, which was an obvious impossibility, as he was over 200 kilometer away across the state. He was yelling. I was in a state of panic, filled with fear and confusion. 
My mother heard the thud of me falling to the ground and had to break down the door. She found me naked on the tiles with my eyes glazed over. I have no idea how long I was out for. I don't even know if I could say it was death that I was experiencing. But reading other experiences really put my account into perspective. I had a sudden bad rash, red welts all over my body. When I was out of town, there was an emergency room next to my hotel so I went there. They gave me a cortisone injection, then another injection of epinephrine. I started to leave and they said they had to keep me under watch for a half hour. I wanted to call my husband to tell him what happened. I stood up to use a phone and I suddenly got very weak and collapsed. Then I realized I was on a gurney and people were frantic doing things to me. I asked am I going to die from a rash. I just got back where it looks. I blacked out again. I remember a strange ethereal floating feeling. Then I woke up at ICU. The epinephrine had pushed my pulse to 250. Then nothing. I had to be paddled twice. I don't know if that was near death, but it was close enough for me. Due to a branch falling on my head while I was in a lake I was gone for what they think was almost too moline. I was disappointed later cause not a damn thing happened. I don't remember a week prior to the accident or two days after. My best friend said it was creepy my pupils were really weird and they didn't wash my hair where my head had split open so I had leaves and shit all in my hair. It was down to my ass at the time and a huge ducking mess. I kept repeating where am I what's the damage is my son okay how bad am I hurt for two days straight like a broken record. I remember going out to eat the week prior then my next memory is a dark room, pain and asking how bad am I hurt I just kind of knew it was bad everyone said my tone changed and they could tell I was back to me. No one ever would explain how my tone was different while hurt. I will occasionally have small flashes of the day I got hurt a sky tinted red from blood in my eyes, dreams of stumbling as I try to walk for help. Panicking that I can't let my hands fall from the towel on my head but not able to remember why. Seeing light flicker through the water and thinking I need to get to it or panicking the next time I went underwater. I also have a huge drive now to document so I don't forget anything pictures, video, journals, notepads I feel like I have to remember shit. But the worst flashback I've had, someone screaming my name. That one ducked with me I was trail running and froze I kept thinking I could hear someone screaming my name then screaming for help. I run with headphones in now. I don't think the in the moment death was the problem the aftermath both physical and mental has been bad. It's still to this ducking day ducks with me that I have lost moments in time that I can't remember what happened. Funny thing is my IQ went up after my accident but my anxiety, interpersonal problems, also went up and I became OCD and even confrontational on matters I used to let slide. I haven't died and haven't had a near-death experience, but I lost my best friend back in 2013, and that set me off to examine what death is. You could say I became obsessed with death, and I read everything I could about the subject. I quickly discovered some of the scientific studies there are about this. A Dutch doctor, Pim van Lommel, made a big study back in the 90s and wrote several books about it. And Bruce Grayson, a psychiatrist from the US has made really interesting research too. If you're curious then read more about it. It may very well, open your eyes to a new view on our world. It is an awesome world we live in and we know very little about how it works. There are also a lot of near-death experiences gathered on this site very ugly site, but it's run by Dr. Jeffrey Long who also does research in the field. I was in a house fire and suffered pretty extensive burns when I was 15. A couple of months after the house fire and while on the burns ward in hospital I went into cardiac arrest. I remember the night it happened and being terrified of my mum leaving me and feeling like there was a presence in the room. Eventually my mum left and I don't really remember much of the night but I do remember having what I thought was a really weird dream.
I dreamt I was naked and in a cold dark tunnel that suddenly opened up into this massive area. As I slowly walked into it I saw what looked like the Christ the Redeemer statue from Brazil and as I walked towards it tiny sparks of light lit up all over it, slowly illuminating it and giving me a sense of awe and wonder. Suddenly I was sitting on a bench and there was a man sitting next to me nonchalantly throwing a rock up and down in his hand. He gives me the rock and asks me to throw it at the Christ the Redeemer statue. I hold the rock for a moment thinking and of this image of the statue crumbling and burning after being hit by the rock and decide I can't do it and give the rock back. I then get up and walk towards the statue when I hear my name being called. I look back over my shoulder and saw all my school friends standing behind a window and calling for me and waving for me to come back. I then walked back towards them and that was it. Not sure if it was an afterlife experience or just my brain. Coping with the fact my heart had stopped. Interesting side note the nurse that found me and realized I was in cardiac arrest and the nurse that first started CPR and the first doctor to respond to the ward were all graduates from my high school. I was about 5 or 6 and dying from a medical condition I had at that time but I can remember being led by the hand down the streets of a beautiful small town with big yards, happy people and happy dogs. It was Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy that were with me perhaps because I had been recently been a pair as a gift I realized I was being given a choice between staying in that place forever or going back to my parents. I wanted to stay in this beautiful peaceful place but I chose to go back because I knew if I died it would end my parents. I definitely had a choice and have no no doubt in my mind that I would have died had I chosen to stay there. I believe these experiences are presented to children in a manner they can understand either that or it was my subconscious telling my mind to fight if I wanted to survive. Whatever the experience was I had a clearly laid out choice to make. I made my choice and it came true. Nearly 60 years later and I am still here. I am looking forward to dying a natural death one day and going back to live in that beautiful space forever. I can't wait. I do know it's left me completely fearless to die. I don't want to die but if I am hit by a bus today, it's okay. It's really and truly going to be okay. It also left me with a profound sense that the beautiful place I saw is my true home and that my life in earth is just for right now, not forever. It's difficult to explain because I was so young but I can say it forever changed my worldview forever despite my being so young. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.